Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Welcome to everyone to worship this morning, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. Services for David Hovermail are taking place today. Um, visitation will be from 3 to 5 p.m., with the celebration of life being at 5 p.m. Everything will be taking place at Dalton's in Germantown. A reminder to our church council members that our endowment committee meeting will take place today immediately after the worship service. Our budget meeting will then be on Monday, October 9th at 7 p.m. We also wish to give early advance notice to all of you that our annual congregational meeting has been scheduled for Sunday, November 12th after the worship service, during which we will be voting on the budget, endowment disbursement, and election of church council members for this coming year. All confirmed voting members of the congregation, including all those who have either been confirmed or accepted as new members in the last few years, are invited to attend. The next planning meeting for the fall dinner will be on Wednesday, October 11th at, at, at 7 p.m. here at the church. That's this coming Wednesday. Anyone who would like to help finalize the details for our fall dinner is welcome to attend. A further reminder to our church council members that our next monthly meeting will be next Monday, October 16th at 7 o'clock p.m. Please let Tom Iser or any of the trustees know if you will be able to attend. Our next fellowship dinner will be on Wednesday, October 18th at 6.30 p.m. at Buckeye Jakes in West Alec. There is a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board in the fellowship hall. Please feel free to sign up for, so we know how many to reserve for. The ladies' sewing group is this coming Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. Mark your calendars for our annual fall dinner, which will be on Saturday, November 4th from 4.30 to 7 p.m. Tickets are $13 for adults, $7 for children 6 through 12, and free for children 5 and under. Start spreading the word and invite your friends and neighbors. Also, we are, in need, we are still in need of donations and volunteers. Sign-up sheets are on the back table in the sanctuary. A reminder to our youth that this counts as an event towards your honor award as well. If you wish to make a donation towards the purchase of food, please feel free to give your donations to either Deborah Coyle or Karen McNabb, cash is preferred. Start spreading the word about the DeMac Youth um, Concert and, and Youth Walk-In coming up on Saturday, November 11th. Many brochures are available on the back table for you to take with you to help get info out. Also, please let me know if you will be staying for the walk-in and will be able to participate on Youth Sunday the following day. Feel free to invite your friends as well. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Tom.
Yes, November 12th. Thank you, Tom. And yes, we thank and praise God for the blessing of being able to disperse our endowment fund interest once again this year. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Ronnie. Just remember, this is the last week for the Bible play, dinner theater, and there will not be selling tickets at the door. So if you want a ticket to go, you might want to see one of us up here in church. Thank you, Ronnie. Yes, indeed. Um, yes, yes. Uh, tickets will not be sold at the door. They will be held at the door. So if you still need to get a ticket, see either, see either Ronnie or myself. Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we continue with the readings. The first reading today is from Ezekiel 18, verses 25 through 32. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. <coughs> Hear, O house of Israel, is my way unjust? Is it not your ways that are unjust? If a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits sin, he will die for it. Because the sin he has committed, he will die. But if a wicked man turns away from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right, he will save his life because he considers all the offenses he has committed and turns away from them, he will surely live, he will not die. Yet the house of Israel says, the way of the Lord is not just. Are, you, are my ways unjust, O house of Israel? Is not your ways that are unjust? Therefore, O house of Israel, I will judge you 
Each one, according to his ways, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent, turn away from all your offenses, then sin will not be your downfall. Rid yourselves of all the offenses you have committed, and get a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent and live. The second reading is from Philippians, second chapter, verses 1 through 11. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition and vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here ends the reading.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter, beginning at the 28th verse. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we head towards Election Day in just a few weeks, and as we have witnessed turmoil in our government in the past week, and now with war taking place between Gaza and Israel, we are surrounded by competition and not friendly competition either. Both locally and nationally, we have witnessed name-calling, finger-pointing, and blaming, both from candidates and those already in elected office. There have even been accusations leveled back and forth that if one votes for or against one proposition or the other, or supports one particular candidate or the other, or if one supports a certain political party, then one is not truly a Christian. The last of which is especially a grave insult against us Christians. As Christians, we are not identified by our political, social, or economic allegiance, but only by our allegiance to Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Our hope is not in political leaders or parties, but only in the kingship of Jesus, who has the name above every name and before whom every knee should bow. And as Christians, especially in this divisive, heated, and inflammatory age, we are called to both model and live an alternative. And that alternative is to live according to the example of Jesus, in humility, looking to the interests of others, and having an attitude of seeking peace, and being alike in mind and purpose. Now before I go any farther, I will preface much of what I am about to say by saying that nothing is meant to be directed towards anyone in particular nor is it meant to be said in any spirit of superiority, which is what we're going to be talking about in just a minute. Indeed, in much of what I'm about to say, I freely include myself. As I've talked about before over the years, I've, ha I've also had many personal experiences which have humbled me and have forced me to take an honest look at how my attitude and approach to life have, have affected my relationships and even my ability to minister effectively. I've also had to do much personal repentance over the last few years. Indeed, or, or instead rather, as we head into a season where God has been putting us in a positive direction and continuing to restore us to where we were before, and we look forward to how he will be blessing us with renewal, new outreach, and new growth, it is important for us, in order to continue in this positive direction, to hear honestly what God's will for us is in terms of the attitude we are to have going into this new season, and how we can be mindful of any obstacles to God's will we may have to face and overcome. Unfortunately, one trap that we have to be on our guard against 
because it is more common than we realize, is a superiority complex that can, that can be caused simply by being Christian. Sometimes we may have a tendency to think that because we are Christian, we are superior to others. We may also think that because we belong to a certain denomination or tradition of Christianity, that that makes us superior to others. In fact, nothing could be farther from the truth. True religion does not create a sense of superiority, but instead a sense of compassion and a desire to serve, which comes out of a recognition of the common humanity as children of God and people created by God, we all share in common. To try to create privileges or advantages from being Christian is to miss the point of what it means to be a Christian. Indeed, in many parts of the world, to be a Christian means to be disadvantaged, even persecuted. We also ought to refrain from presuming our importance anywhere we are. In our daily lives, whether it be in our workplaces, schools, neighborhoods, even in our own homes, we are to recognize that we share lives with family members, classmates, workmates, and neighbors. And so we are to look out for the best interest of all those we know and think of what would be the greatest benefit or greatest good for everyone. If we have fallen into an attitude of superiority for any reason, then it is time for an attitude check. In today's first reading, God, speaking through the prophet Ezekiel, who we heard Don read just a few moments ago, urges us to, to turn from sin and repent. This especially means any sort of attitude we have had which has caused us to assume that we are more impor important or superior to others for any reason, because by doing so, we have fallen into the trap of selfish ambition and vain conceit. It is pride for which we need to ask God for God's forgiveness and his help in overcoming. As Jesus also urges us to consider in today's gospel reading, there is no time like the present to take an honest look at ourselves, to, de to delay no longer coming to God looking for a change, and no longer to delay seeking God's will, turning from the attitude of the times, and instead asking God to help us have his attitude. Fortunately, Jesus died to free us from any attitudes of pride into which we may have fallen. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, to offer himself as a sacrifice for all our sins. He has been exalted by God above everything else and placed in a position where he is able to forgive all our sins. To everyone he repents, he offers forgiveness freely. His grace is given unconditionally to everyone who asks him for forgiveness and a change in life. He also died so that anything we have done out of a desire to assert ourselves over others can be forgiven, and we can be restored to a new way of thinking, a new way of being, and a new attitude. This attitude is exactly what Paul encourages us to have, us to have in today's second reading. Our attitude should be the same as Jesus himself. He did not seek power or prestige for himself, even though he was the king of the entire universe, the earth, and all creation. He did not look out for his own self-interest, but instead was concerned about the interest and well-being of others. In humility, we are to consider others better than ourselves. Now this does not mean demeaning ourselves, considering ourselves worthless compared to others, or damaging our self-esteem but instead to regard others as being equal to us in value. 
and the interests of others as being just as important as our own. In fact, the more humble we become, the greater we can become, because we can become more noble, compassionate, and even more appealing. We are to imitate Jesus by being like-minded, having the same love for each other and others that Jesus does, and being one in spirit and purpose. We are to emphasize those things we share in common, especially in our one common mission, telling and showing Jesus' love to all people unconditionally. This also means that we are to recognize and cast aside everything which would cause personal division or conflict. In this way, we can truly model and live the alternative we are called for, which is ultimately to exalt and honor Jesus above everything else by thinking like Jesus, acting like Jesus, and being like Jesus. To seek superiority not for ourselves, but to make Jesus superior in our lives and all over the world. And may Jesus bless us and help us by his almighty power as we live to become like him. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
And now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we receive the offering. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. Let us approach the throne of grace on behalf of the church, the world, and one another. Heavenly Father, thank you for making us your children. Thank you, for, thank you for your son Jesus, who perfectly says and does your will. Make us to be like him, so we are your heart's delight and your blessing to the world. Lord, in your mercy. Fill us with the mind of your dear son. Conform our proclamation to his teaching and our works to his self-sacrificing love. Put the mind of Christ into us. Let his humility and love shape and direct all we say and do. Give us hearts that are obedient to your will, to your glory, and for the building up of your people. Fashion us into the image and likeness of Christ, so the light of his love shines into the world, and many turn to him and live. Lord, in your mercy. Bless the world's leaders of of all, of all nations and, and local government. Teach them to serve you by protecting and providing for them. Make all of us honest, wise, and kind. Help us to care for our neighbor 
to work for opportunity and harmony in our neighborhood and nation, and to live at peace with each other. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we lift up the people of Israel and Gaza who are currently engulfed by war. We pray for an end to the conflict, for an end to innocent lives being lost. And we pray for the families and friends of all those who have lost, who have lost loved ones in the conflict. And we, pray that, and we pray that in our day, we would see an end to violence, war, and bloodshed. Lord, in your mercy. Bring the joy of your saving help to everyone in distress, sorrow, danger, or need. Lead them through the things that afflict them into the light of your blessed presence. Give them the blessings of restored health, hope, and fellowship with those who love them. We especially pray for all those whom we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Thank you, Father, for the lives of your faithful servants who now dwell in your eternal kingdom. And especially today, we bless you for our departed loved ones, and in particular, David Hovermail. Wipe away the tears of those whose grief is deep. Give us courage, compassion, wisdom, energy, faithfulness, and hope as we walk in our pilgrim's path through this life. Bring us safely into your house where you have made room for everyone redeemed through the obedient sacrifice of your son. There let us delight in praising your goodness forever. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
subscribe to The Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.